Live from the studio in downtown <clears throat> Uptown Charlotte. QC Confessional. QC Confessional. Uptown, South Bend, Plaza Midwood, Noda, Dilworth, Elizabeth, Myers Park, Ballantyne, South Park, Lake Norman. QC Confessional. May contain adult-oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, Charlotte? QC Confessional podcast on RadioCharlotte.com with Jenna Gribble. I'm here. And Brandon Henson. Get <laughs> <hanging> on. <laughs> My name is Ren. Tonight on the QC Confessional Podcast, we're talking soccer, Major League Soccer here in Charlotte. Big announcement in the city, I think, is awesome. Yeah, we have a special guest in the studio tonight, a former professional soccer player. Going to give us a little insight on this sport and what that means to Charlotte. And he's got a uh, podcast here that's doing really, really well here in Charlotte. Going to talk about that, too. You guys need to check out his podcast. All that and more tonight on the QC Confessional Podcast. How's everybody's week? It's good. Pretty good. Yeah. Did you get hammered? Uh, no, why? What'd you hear? I may have seen a photo or two. <laughs> I, I may have had a friend tell me a story or two. So. <laughs> I did. I'm not going to lie. I partook in some Jameson this weekend. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't, please don't even say the word. <laughs> don't even say the word. Did you, uh, what, were you drinking uh, like? Straight Jameson. Uh, see, I was doing picklebacks. Uh, Lots of picklebacks. Straight Jameson. Nice. So were you all chasing hot guys in bands again, or what was the occasion? She was. Okay. <laughs> it's my cardio. <laughs> I, have, I guess I have really bad taste in I mean, I have a ton of guy friends, but dating, God, I'm like, I pick like the guy in the band that like, <laughs> struggling artist that like delivers pizzas on the weekend and I'm like I'll take care Sturgill of you Sturgill Simpson was I once know. a struggling artist like, playing at the evening muse for 40 people right well, True. remember that now. Jenna yep. look at him now <laughs> I like that rags to riches stories I yeah man <laughs> we're all going to Tyler Childers uh, nice. I cannot wait how fast did that, that concert sold out in six hours yeah uh, it might have been less than that I, I called Brandon Damn, I'm like hey crazy. I'm on here trying to get tickets and I'm like I think it sold out and I'm still waiting in the queue and all of a sudden I got through and I swiped up like four tickets and then nice. that was before that was before they announced Sturgill and him yeah. going on tour. So yeah, that'll be uh that'll be a hot show. Yeah. That's gonna be like a, a steamy room. I know, I'll get like four text messages tomorrow. Do you get my beat and greet yet? <laughs> no. Oh, damn it. I'm gonna wear my radio Charlotte credentials. <laughs> media, media coming through. Somebody told me uh, you pulled up at a concert a couple weeks ago. They're like, uh, who I think your co host from your podcast pulled up and jumped out of the car and said, Drop it like it's hot or something like that. <laughs> or, or did something. You did something fun. And they're like, Oh hey, is Brandon here? And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but then last night I went up to, uh, I got invited to go up to Salisbury to uh, this place called Studio 512. Mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of local bands from here in Charlotte. I didn't know any of them. I'd heard of some of them. Uh, but I got invited to their Christmas party and they all knew each other. And so I was kind of like, you know, I use that word bajiggity. I just made it up. But it's like when I'm going somewhere, I don't mind going somewhere by myself. But I'm like nervous and I'm excited to meet new people. But then I'm like, you don't know what to expect. And like, it's just weird when you don't know anybody. And right. of course, I get there and they're playing. And I'm just I was like in awe. They were all so talented. And it was just really it was a cool it was a cool gig. Looked like, like a fun time. Yeah, it was it was just uh, it was a nice studio. And they were doing mm-hmm. some uh, recordings and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah. Cool. So. You know, fun. Got to see. Uh, that's one concert of the week. That's my goal is to do two concerts a week for 2020, every oh, week. Wow. Which that's not that's easy. I do that almost now anyway. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get paid to do it. <laughs> I mean, I guess I kind of do too. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so our guest in the studio tonight, a former professional soccer player, been following this guy on social media here for a minute. And if I had to 
pick one word to describe them, I'd probably have to say inspirational. Mm. Something you posted earlier today, uh, I think probably spoke to a lot of people. Yeah, I saw that too. That's how that I met cool. Wes, though. It's really funny. I'm, I'm not a big Snapchatter at mm. all. But that's how I met Mr. West Knight, who we have here tonight. So, well, West, I, thanks for coming by. It's nostalgic Ooh. for you to bring up the fact that uh, Snapchat was the beginning of sort of that run. That's that's amazing, guys. We, I'm, we met I'm on MySpace. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was before the days of Instagram story Stories, and yeah. live. It was Snapchat was the place where you could be what you wanted to be, and then it disappeared after 24 hours, <laughs> and that was cool um, at that time. Yeah, Can we do that? In real life, uh, yeah, exactly. With Do, something. Let me just be <laughs> another be person awesome. again after 24 hours. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's exactly. I remember. I was yeah. like, "Who's this guy with his amazing voice?" <laughs> and then I was like, I was telling Brandon, I was like, "I don't listen to a lot of people, but like, mm-hmm. I was uh, consumed by like what you were saying." And I was wow. like, "It was very." And it was at a time in my life when I was like, I needed that motivation and mm-hmm. that push. And cool. I'm all about positivity, and so is Brandon. Ooh. Like Brandon posts his motivational stuff every day. Love that, Brandon. <laughs> love Cheers it. To that. Love it. Love it. So yeah. So we're glad to have you here. And, no, I'm uh, excited. We want to catch up and hear what all's been going on in the world of West Knight. This is the coolest podcast studio that I have seen in the Charlotte area for <laughs> sure. I've you. seen. I've been to many. I've yeah. not seen one that feels actually like a radio station. Right, this right. is really cool. cool. Yeah. This is cool, man. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. Well stocked with Dixie Vodka too. That's, that's <laughs> well stocked. And pizza. Yes. And pizza. And pizza. Yes, Brandon brought pizza tonight, man. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Brandon. Welcome. You're welcome. Yay, finally. <laughs> I can finally eat something today. <laughs> <laughs> I love you get a message from Brandon. He's like, I'm hungry, damn it. I'm bringing pizza. I'm like, yes. So big announcement for the city of Charlotte. There's a major league soccer team that uh, we'll probably call Charlotte home here real soon. And uh, tonight, well, it's Monday night. We're recording this. The announcement is at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. So when you're listening to this, it's going to be in the past, but that's okay. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's huge. They're uh, they're making the big soccer announcement. I'm sure you're super excited about that. Yeah, so for those of you who have no idea who I am, uh, <laughs> I am uh, a former Major League Soccer player. Uh, finished a seven-year career. Not all of it in the MLS, but a seven-year career in 2015. And then decided after that retirement that the guy in the locker room that I enjoyed being so much, I didn't want to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I moved to Snapchat to kind of give him a place in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since that day, I believe that kind of superhero that saved me from Easley, South Carolina and gave me a purpose within football or soccer um, is now the superhero that I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of working with yeah. on a daily basis yeah. Uh, yeah. in the coaching business that I have now online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Pretty anyways, cool. to, to answer your question, MLS soccer, is it's time for the Carolinas and specifically there's no more exciting city in the Carolinas mm-hmm. right now than Charlotte. I mean, right. it's, ex- it's exploding. Brandon, you and I talked about it, mm-hmm. that how it used to be such a transient city. You, you're born and raised here. You've seen it more than I have, right? But but now we need every professional sport yeah, in this city. really do. Um, and MLS is going to, you know, they're on a streak to 30. Uh, they'll be bigger than the NFL here pretty soon. I'm not sure if you saw the attendance down at Atlanta United last, last year. Uh-uh. Uh, they doubled the attendance rate mm-hmm. of the Atlanta wow. Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Seattle, really? Yeah, the, the Sounders up in Seattle, which I played when mm-hmm. I played in Vancouver, mm-hmm. played multiple times in Century League Field mm-hmm. uh, against the Sounders. I mean, 62,000 screaming yeah. fans on a Saturday, and you'd show up on a Sunday. And the only difference between the culture of the Sounders and the culture of the Seahawks 
is that voracious like 12th man attitude right you know, which is very seldom seen in the nfl right you go to right. a panthers game you don't see many people standing and cheering all game long right, right? there's like kansas city and seattle and those are the two real f- unique fan experiences in the nfl but the mls is like you go to atlanta and they accepted the hip-hop culture so they're singing hip-hop lyrics in the stands all game long wow right? like it is this culture of football that accepts you know all uh you know cultures is really sweeping across the u.s mm-hmm. and the quality of the game as far as an experience is now good enough for people to like buy season tickets and mm-hmm. want to go check it out so <clears throat> we'll talk about this a little bit later on but this is all the halo effect of david beckham like when Bex came mm-hmm. he created an international uh an international appeal to the major league soccer and now you're seeing business owners starting to want to get in seeing the projections on the model and mm-hmm. where it's headed and and the sponsorships and i mean it's sexy now and mls is real and only a couple of years i think uh, within the decade before 2030 mm-hmm. the mls will be as popular as the nfl i hope so sure. i mean i think yeah. it i think it's uh, I, I grew up playing soccer and it was always an important part of like my youth and you know growing up i was ever i think i played football a couple of seasons but it was all about soccer for sure m- me for me and my brother and um playing like the select teams and whatnot and tournaments mm-hmm. and um it always felt like you know obviously i grew up in one city i grew up here but it always felt like um, soccer was such important an important um, uh, sport yep. um, for youth and growing up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it sometimes, at one point, it felt like it was kind of like the secondary sport to, to football or baseball, or whatnot. And then it became to be like this is the primary sport that the youth are playing sure. and, like, and going for. So it's good to see it be, you know become like on a national scale um, that that popular. Yeah, you know, it, especially for our city. There's only one other sport when you really think about it that rivals its simplicity and uh, necessity for to play it, and that's basketball, mm-hmm. right? Like with football, you need a group of players, you need helmets and shoulder pads and knee pads and whatever. Uh, but with with soccer or with basketball, you roll a ball out in any area. Basketball, you have to have a hoop. Um, but with soccer, two shoes. Yeah. Uh, fits, you know, um, and so any socioeconomic individual across all culture can play. And mm-hmm. so now we're finally good enough on the men's and women's side for people yeah. to actually care. And I mean, come on with what the women are doing right now. Yeah. I mean, it's bringing more and more attention. I just love to the watching game. women's soccer, man. They go all right? out. They beat right? the shit out of each other <laughs> right? on a regular basis. Man. Right. They don't play around. And, and you know, when we had the International Champions Cup here Uh in Charlotte, right? Arsenal played Fiorentina, Mm -hmm. and then shortly after that, uh, the U.S. Women's National Team Mm -hmm. came in, uh, you know, sort of still parading across the United States after their World Cup win, and Rapino took the stage. And this was the first time, and I was front row for that, as I was like, you know, lucky enough to help out for that ICC experience and play in that, like, in, in the game that they had. She has a real superstar status, man. Mm. She mm. is a real superstar who can be given a, a, a mic and coherently speak things that are important for people to hear. Right. Speaking to the the, the youth um, and inspiring them that anything is possible, and and speaking on politics and you know social rights and all kinds of things and so um this new type of superstar that's come in who's using their platform for good thing about lebron james and more than an athlete like this is a whole new sort of landscape for 
for professional sports. But we could go on for days about that. Yeah, I went to that game and I was really surprised because it was a weeknight and I was so surprised at all the very young kids that were there. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was a lot of children. And I want to say it was like maybe a Tuesday night game. Sure. Uh, it was, yeah. yeah. I can it hear was, it here in my inside yeah. my house. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're definitely using their platform for good. <laughs> Definitely yeah. more more people at that game than at the Carolina Panthers game this oh. past Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you uh, know? Easily, sure. easily. Yeah, There's we're more like... people in this room than there were at the Panthers game on Sunday. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so there was a story going around uh, last couple of days about, uh, was it a patent or trademark application that went through with a bunch of possibilities for names for this uh, the soccer club? I didn't like those. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't, didn't see them. What were they? It's uh, Charlotte FC Football Club, Charlotte Crown, Charlotte Fortune, Charlotte Monarch. Charlotte Athletics, Charlotte Town, T-O-W-N, Carolina Gliders, what, uh, or All Carolina. Who came up with these names? These uh, are terrible. Apparently the, the, the application was put in by Tepper's company. Is that customary so for like the, for the team names to have the city name in, in their team name? You know, I'm, I'm a, yes, it is customary. Uh, you, you know, the model is built off of the, the Premier League, right? So you have mm-hmm. Manchester City, Manchester okay. United, Lee, you know, Leicester City. You've got, they're named by their city. But if, if it's a broader sort of uh, look, multiple cities in one, in, or multiple teams in one city. So uh-huh. you take London, for instance. Mm-hmm. London has Tottenham. Yeah. London has Chelsea. Yeah. London has Arsenal. Yeah. Right? So uh, they all represent sort of something culturally that has happened in those in those specific kind of boroughs um but yes i would like to see queen city mm-hmm. potentially be uh a part of it but mm-hmm. if you're going to represent both south and north carolina you like the nfl is i don't know is that, that how can, this is going to work it's going to be like the panthers it's going to be both carolinas mm-hmm. I, I think if tepper is the businessman that he uh the billionaire, obviously, right? He's going to want to open himself up to as much opportunity as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, I think Carolina Crown's a pretty good one. That's one that kind of bad. stuck out. But, but I think there's a, that there used to be like a, a a band drum corps kind of thing called Carolina Crown. Really? Back in the day, I think you guys may know more than I do on this because you're from know. here. I love the name that Zach's like come up with that. from the Roaring Riot for mm-hmm. his. So the Roaring Riot was uh, modeled by. Uh, soccer groups is what because mm-hmm. Zach you know was telling me he played soccer in school mm-hmm. so he started this group and it's called Mint City Collective mm-hmm. and it's their thing is Mint, Minting Charlotte as a soccer city mm-hmm. and the logo that they've used it's something from one of the very first coins that was pressed in Charlotte like mm-hmm. years and years ago he's got a whole thing on their Instagram page um, but yeah something like I don't know I, I didn't like any the gliders yeah oh, like what is that where that comes like, from, that from. <laughs> did you ever know what a sugar glider was yeah like those things that fly yeah they're like little is that what you envisioned yes <laughs> they're like that's, half monkeys does half birds like, uh, yeah. does not sound like does not sound like a tough soccer a player rat. I don't know they, oh. they need to do another round nothing blew my skirt up oh, was on, uh, oh yeah. here we go what's the time sample that one <laughs> There's your blooper reel for the day. It was a tip to, to blow up Jenna's Things skirt. Jenna says. <laughs> I'm serious. Doesn't blow my skirt up. I'm not interested. I'm just telling you guys like it is. I think, I think what's going to be really cool is to, so in Major League Soccer, each franchise is awarded two specific slots, which are called DP player slots. Uh-huh. Those are called designated players. Uh-huh. They get access to a higher uh, contract than any standard player contract issued. 
kind of like a team captain, uh, sort of? Not as much. More like the team icon. Okay. Think okay. David Beckham. Okay. Think yeah. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Yeah. No problem Thierry thinking Henry, David Beckham. <laughs> right? Oh, there goes a skirt. <laughs> these are, these are uh, contracts that don't count against the salary cap. So it's oh, like, really? so it's like oh, you can you okay. can bankroll these players to come in. They're going to help drive ticket sales, yeah. but it also doesn't um, it also doesn't kill you. That's uh, to build a team around them, so uh -huh. that you can also build a, an attractive style of play. So it doesn't so count against come. the salary cap, but you only have two slots. Okay, every, every team gets two slots. Wow. Correct. Correct. Wow, I didn't know that. So where does their salary come from? Like from sanctioning a body, or I, I, uh, I, I think that it's all there's obviously there is a salary cap, uh -huh. right? Um, but I think there are uh there are like different budgets that are placed for designated players uh, -huh. uh there's budgets that are placed for american players and then there are budgets that are placed for international players uh, -huh. uh and you only have used to be four international roster spots there may be more now hmm. um but uh it's all incentivization to try to get a well-rounded team mm -hmm. and still land a, a sexy player that's going to sell tickets right, right? a, a, a the Christian McCaffrey, so to speak. Right, right, right. right. Oh, sure. Um, and, and so we're still experiencing, I referenced earlier, the David Beckham effect. Like, mm -hmm. when he came in 06, mm -hmm. the entire world looked at the MLS. Yeah. Like, yeah. and we can't even talk about what Posh did for Beckham, mm -hmm. right? Like, once Posh turned him into a sex symbol, I'm not sure if you've seen before pictures of Bex, uh -huh. before he married Posh, <laughs> but she completely changed the, the trajectory. Like, most we're women do, this. like, yeah, like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, if, <laughs> If you're going to be seen with me, you got to fix your teeth and your hair needs to be colored. And you Giselle well. did that with Tom Brady. Too, exactly. Kind of exactly. Thing. Right. It's, it's, it's a phenomenon how, how amazing it is when we team up with the right person and, and we become better than we were. Right. But anyways, at any rate, Bex completely turned into this global icon, a superstar. And when he came to the MLS, that was not only when investors began to look at the United States mm -hmm. and the MLS and take it seriously, but that was when other players from around mm -hmm. the world who maybe were sick of their domestic experience mm -hmm. or were looking to get to the U.S. And, uh, and, and, and live the American dream started to, I mean, all breaks were off. And ever since that moment, look at the players who have come who have been high quality, but Thierry Henry, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Sebastian Giovinco, like I could go on and on with the global players who represent different nations who have decided I'm going to MLS, I'm gonna cash in, and I'm gonna live a good quality of life. And because of that, the entire MLS entity um, has, has been the beneficiary. And I mean, it's, it's exploding. And in Charlotte, I can't wait to see who we get as a DP, mm. um, because I got a sneaky suspicion that a billionaire backing a team mm -hmm. is gonna is, is gonna open up the mm -hmm. the, the bankroll for someone to come in and um, solidify, you know, Charlotte being in the league. How does that work? Is there like an expansion draft, like in the, the good question? NFL yeah. Or? So so when I came when I was in the when I came into the MLS, mm -hmm. uh, 2011, uh, Vancouver and Portland, we came in at the same time. Mm. So every, every year that an expansion team comes in, you have an expansion draft mm -hmm. and teams can place players that are on the roster. They can either protect the, the players that they, that they want to, to maintain on their roster or they can leave players open and available to be selected in the expansion draft. Hmm. So at that time, it was Portland and Vancouver that mm -hmm. were coming in. And I mean, it was a free for all. Like in Portland and Vancouver is the I-5 battle. We, I mean, mm -hmm. my first game, my first start at home in Vancouver, 
I got a beer poured on me by a Portland Timbers fan. Oh, like they're voracious. They're nasty. <laughs> wow. And, oh man, they're yelling. They knew where I was from. They knew my dad's name. They knew my what? mom's name. They were, t- I mean, they're explicatives. It made it, it made it so amazing to be <laughs> like in that game. But you're like, and, I'm from the streets of Easley. Yeah, but don't <laughs> test me, you know. But at the same time, you know, I, I remember thinking I was backing up for a throw in. Right, and we played at this place called Swangar Stadium. Beautiful, uh, it's, it's kind of majestically located, facing perfect north toward the the huge Cascadian Mountains in mm. in in Vancouver. So, like, if you're going to one goal, you, you might miss the goal because you're looking at the beautiful scene. But so, anyways, I'm backing up, and I had a long throw at the time. And it was considered a weapon at that time because I could put the ball in front of the net and it was like a corner kick. And the fans didn't like that I had that because, let me back up, (laughs) the supporter section had songs for players. Uh, now I was this kid who came from Charleston, South Carolina with a hint of a Southern draw to Vancouver. I had a mullet, like (laughs) I was just 22 and you know, just living it up, enjoying this <laughs> opera, this like dreamlike opportunity in a, one of the most beautiful cities ever. And I had this long throw that the, our home fans would sing West night. He's got a fucking long throw. He's got a fucking <laughs> long throw. And it was so loud and any incoming fans, especially the Port- Portland Timbers who we always clash us in Seattle always clash. Yeah. When that song would go, they would hate it. And so I'm backing up <laughs> against the the edge of the the exterior that you know the banner that's keeping uh, the crowd and in me between you know between us. And I'm backing up and I'm leaning on it. And I'm about ready to throw it in. And next thing I know is my, like my back gets wet and I look back and there's this guy looking, yelling in my face, you fucking smell like beer. Just a British accent. You smell like beer now, night. And in that moment, I'm, I remember thinking, I made it. <laughs> I made it. This is what it's like. Because at the College of Charleston where I went to school, mm. nobody came to a game. Right. Uh-huh. If we had five people show up, it was all family and we were excited. So, you know, just that sort of experience was amazing. And going back to the expansion drafts, uh, it was, it was short lived because the team that we had was quickly, was quickly broken up because the next year after Portland and and Vancouver came in, Montreal came in. Uh And so there was another expansion draft. And so next year, uh, there's an expansion draft coming Mm -hmm. Nashville and Miami are coming into the league this, Mm -hmm. this coming year. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're coming in what? 22. 21, is that right? 22, I think, maybe. Is it 22? It might so be we'll be 22. the 30th team, right? Yes. Kind of Correct. Everything Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Wait, I thought we were going to start playing in March of like, not this coming March, but the next March 20, for the March to October 21. season. Is that how the season works? I, is March a, to October about? Correct. Yeah, it's a nine monthly uh, season in October, end of October to November will be when the MLS Cup is. Yeah. So when they have the games mm-hmm. here, or they've had the games, I was working at Duke Energy, and you know, working in the liquor business, I would know <laughs> about what was going on at the bars, yeah. and we could hear the people at. 7 a.m. like before I got oh, into yeah. the office oh, chanting yeah. and the flags and yeah. before They're marching um, through the streets yeah it, there was a huge parking lot that was right beside uh, Brevard Court it's now Merchant and Trade mm-hmm. so that used to be like a big parking lot and they would mm-hmm. be out there I mean 
painted, like just crap. <laughs> so what do you think that the draw is, uh, you know, internationally as opposed to here in the South? I mean, I would think that, so- I mean, sports are big. Like people love to tailgate. That's one thing Zach told me. He's like, soccer fans don't really tailgate. They go to bars. Yeah. So, th- so the soccer experience in the community of soccer is completely separate from North American type deals, right? Yeah. I would, I hope that whomever is going to be heading up the the supporter section is going currently with a with a leadership group and experiencing what mm-hmm. other uh, true soccer experiences right. fan experiences are with like with city executives people who can actually create a, a a full fan experience for the community of Charlotte because this the city is pretty walkable and with Bank America of mm-hmm. America being so tightly fitted right in the middle of the city. They could create a really cool march, yeah, city march, yeah. that could come to the stadium and just be just be a, 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 a spicy thing that is separate from any other experience that you get in a professional, um, yeah. you know, environment here. If you think about the Bank of America, and, and this is nothing against, you know, Charlotte, but mm-hmm. this is the actual reality, right? Like, let's just call it what it is. You get to the Bank of America Stadium, and it's people not really <laughs> excited wearing their the cost shirts, and right. <laughs> um, the way I see this this thing happening in Charlotte is all of a sudden it, it, you're getting the people with the tattoos, yeah. the misfits, uh, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. who are coming out and they have a voice and they have a community and, and humans thrive to belong, right? And so the, all of a sudden the misfits, the entrepreneurs, right? The the people who might not be in finance and whatnot, or maybe the people who are in those mm-hmm. types of, of jobs, nothing wrong with those, mm-hmm. but have an edgier side, finally have a space for them to, right. to let loose, cut loose and have uh, a real uh, yeah. type of fan experience like that. So, I, I'm excited to see what Yeah, happens. I'm excited. So like this thing I've been telling you about, this Mint City Collective. So they posted yesterday that they have over 500 members. So it's, it's set up like how the Roaring Riot was set up. And you pay, you know, $30 a year for the membership. They're going to do this march, I think, from hooligans to the stadium. Cool. Um, but they already have 400 members across four countries and in 16 states that yeah. are already signed up for wow. a team that's not even going to be around. Yeah. Have you seen this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I've, 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 I've seen it, but I haven't necessarily gone as deep in it. Once the announcement happens mm-hmm. and the crest gets decided in the team, right. and the identity starts to form, that thing will, that, yeah. that'll turn to 4,000 in no, in yeah. no time. Yeah. But I'm not pulling for gliders, y'all. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, nope. Tepper? <laughs> Tepper, can you hear me? So with uh, MLS ticket prices, is it comparable to the NFL? Not or? yet. No, okay. not okay. yet. Well, that's good. That's good. Correct. More people be able to afford you know, them. Speaking of ticket prices, what I heard, and I don't know if this is a, I'd love to sit down with David Tepper at some point and just peel back the onion. Call him, Brandon. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I got it right here. He's got him in his phone under Big T. <laughs> Just fax him. <laughs> Big T on the line. I Just love tep. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had heard that Tepper, in all his glory, obviously wanted to put his stamp on, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the Panthers. Can't wait to see what he does with Cam Newton, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, All of us. Right? Like, unsure what, what's going to happen there. But... I, I had heard that the MLS, he had, they had been going back and forth trying to, you know, m- create this, you know, this opportunity together. Mm-hmm. And the MLS was against it because they weren't sure that Charlotte was quite ready for an MLS. City. Really? And I think Tepper, from what I heard, Tepper came back and he had sold a hundred suites. Really? To different CEOs. Okay. Right? Okay. He had sold a hundred and was like, look, MLS, 
we've sold a hundred of these suites of business owners who are ready and put their, putting their money down for whatever the cost per season, right? And these suites got to be a high ticket. What's probably 40, mm-hmm. 50, a hundred. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. that cost and had come back to the MLS and said, Charlotte's ready. Yeah. Like we have these, we have this on the money table. Talks. Money, money talks, talks. Right. <laughs> and so, um, I think it's business owners in Charlotte betting on a billionaire, right? So yeah, what yeah. what is the thought behind that Charlotte's not ready? Like you've, I've always heard, you know, we're not ready for a Super Bowl because we don't, we can't, you know, accommodate all those people. We don't have a dome. Um, not enough you know, hotel space. Not enough hotel space, exactly. So what is the thought process? Because we've hosted games here, soccer games, where they've right. sold out the stadium. NBA All-Star yeah, game. Yeah, NBA All-Star game last Democratic year. Democratic National Convention. Yeah, we've got the NRC. Is that the RNC's coming, coming yeah, yeah, next yeah. August? Sure. So I think it's more of the control that Don Garber still wants to have with mm. the the, uh, the people that are he's allowing to be franchise owners inside of his mm-hmm. entity, right? Like um, he wants to t- he wants to test out Tepper, make sure Tepper understands their model, right? The, I've I've even heard that Garber now moving forward only wants to bring in teams who are going to create a uh, soccer specific stadium. Hmm. So they're now, they now have enough leverage to really make the shots mm-hmm. and they want to protect the growth because if they're going to 30, they want to make sure every decision mm-hmm. is a good one because everyone wants into the MLS right now. Yeah. Every city yeah, yeah. is vying and making a play. Wow. And uh, I, I think they have the leverage of being able to sit back and, you know, they're they're the cute girl at the bar that everybody's coming up to, right? And so they get to they get to take their time and really <laughs> right. come through. Now the bigger question, and you guys might be able to know this growing up in Charlotte, is what is the public perception of Charlotte outside of Charlotte? Like, in my, when I have, I've got plenty of buddies and, mm-hmm. you know, that live in different places in the entertainment industry and, and you mm-hmm. know, professional athletes, they're asking me, bro, you like Charlotte, bro? Like, is it, is it a small, like a big, think, small town? I right? think some of the perception, is, it depends on really who you're asking. So if they've never been here in their eyes, in their minds, Charlotte is a small little city. It's a, it's got, it's banking and, uh, and that's, and that's really kind of where, where it stops. Right. If they've been through Charlotte or been to Charlotte, like, fuck man, this is a beautiful city. It's yep. a clean city, mm-hmm. but I mean, it used to be a little safer than it is right now. We're having mm-hmm. a bad year, but, um, but, but they look at it like, um, Especially if they're traveling through and comparing it to, like, say, Raleigh or sure. uh, mm-hmm. or or you know Atlanta or whatnot. Like, man, we this is this place is booming. You can right. feel it. You can right. see it. It's young it's, too. It, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a young city. It's, it's millennial. Clean. It's uh yeah, it's a it's a young city. People like to tailgate and go out to events. I mean, like you say, I mean, we'll mm-hmm. tailgate anything. I mean, between like country concerts, like when we got the baseball team in Uptown, right. mm-hmm. that was so huge. I mean, haven't I mean when I was growing up. Crockett Park was right up the street from my house and mm-hmm. we used to go to baseball games all the time and having it back in Uptown, I love it. Like that starts in February mm-hmm. and like, I'm like, I love it. But I think that the perception is, for most of the people that I talk to, they are so excited about yeah. this. They're over football, mm-hmm. they're over the drama of Cam, sorry, but I mean, that's just the facts of mm-hmm. it is people are just over that bullshit and over spending so much money. I mean, I'm a PSL owner and I cannot tell you how much money we've mm-hmm. invested in that. And then to just see it all go downhill, mm-hmm. I mean, so it's kind of like, okay, I'm over football, what's next? Sure. Yeah. 
So I think I think people are it's you know, people it's an exciting city, man. There's a lot happening here right now. Agreed. I literally was just standing on the when I was picking up the pizza. Brandon was standing on the corner, I was, I was flagging the corner me down. And I was waiting for Jenna to come scoop me up. Um, I was sitting, I was like, I was just kind of watching people walk by and look at the city. I was like, man, you know, this place was not like this at all ten years ago. Yeah, and it definitely wasn't like this at all twenty years ago. Right, and it's like I was just kind of just just thinking. I was like, look how cool, like look how cool this downtown and area beautiful. used to be, and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You know how many cities are not experiencing that mm-hmm. that epiphany? right now mm-hmm. yeah um, well we were in uptown earlier tonight we were right at Ramirez Bearden Park and you know that used to be a parking lot where we used to tailgate for Panthers games mm-hmm. what? Um, yeah mm-hmm. that was a parking lot and I remember when they came through so this is like uh, early 2000s and it was a bunch of guys and they had bought an old fire truck and they had turned it into like it was this is before food trucks and stuff and they came through and they're like yeah they're gonna build like a dog park here and I was like what <laughs> I was like oh my god are you serious and I was like, just so not for the idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you I was wrong it's because I love Romeo yeah. Bearden Park. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of my favorite places. <laughs> yeah. So you say every team gets two, oh, you call them DPs? Yeah, yeah. So designated who, players. So yeah. who would that, who should they get? Let's put it that you way. You know what? Listen, I think we're, we're going to see uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi uh, come mm-hmm. to the United States within the next, I'm going to say Ronaldo Dude, is going to come within the next three years. That would be huge. Uh, Messi if he comes he's going to Miami and that yeah. will be a connection with Bex Beckham will make that happen um, Cristiano is built for LA he'll be the second emergence of David Beckham uh, that that will be the reload of the shotgun for the MLS mm-hmm. that will bring huge sponsorship money to the MLS and upon that that is when Garber will say we're going from 30 to 36 teams. So, so there's and two teams that are coming out. There's so, Charlotte and, and so uh, Miami, who else? Miami and Nashville are coming uh-huh. uh, this coming year. Uh-huh. And then after that is Austin. So uh, McConaughey is a, a primary owner of Austin. Really? Didn't he just yeah. do like a, did he build a new stadium or his name's on a stadium down there, isn't it? He's involved in so much in the, yeah. Yeah. He's the owner of the Austin team? Yeah. yeah. Is he really? Oh, yeah. he just you, know, of- you know, LAFC is owned by like Mia Hamm, Will mm-hmm. Ferrell, mm-hmm. Magic Johnson, big players. Mm-hmm. Coming in, I did not know that McConaughey owned. Now listen, the in Vancouver team. in two thousand crazy in two thousand nine, Vancouver bought into the MLS. They bought in at thirty million. Uh huh. Okay. In two thousand, that was in two thousand nine. Two years later, in two thousand eleven, three years later, the uh, MLS franchise tag was worth a hundred million. They had three x their money in two, three years. So it's just a good investment. Um, but yes, yeah, so Nashville, Miami next year. Uh, Austin after that, and then uh, what? What do we have left? Like Sacramento's coming in. But who, who's Saint who's Louis. coming in with us? Is there another team? Maybe St. Louis. I think the, it's because Louis. coming in with Charlotte. Because I know this, they were talking about Tepper bid three hundred twenty-five million to be able to outbid somebody else by a hundred million or some it's shit. Like it's like a really? record. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a record. Three hundred twenty-five is that. what he dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that for him. <laughs> as pocket, a, yeah, yeah. and he purposely did that to be like, yeah, I'm securing this. Correct. This right. And that's like interest. You, that's you, interest that he accrued over the last <laughs> ten years from his wealth, right? You right. Know? So, so no, I like I, I, I like where we're headed, and um, 
I will be a super fan, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, speaking of, so like what's on your radar as far as you being retired and yeah. like you cool. being, you know, such an, I think you're like such an influential person here in Charlotte and wow. people listen to you and wow. I listen to you and I don't listen to a lot of people. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> That's the fucking so, truth. <laughs> <laughs> but I do listen to West Knight. So wow. like when, what, what, what's on your radar cool. as far as like being involved and like, yeah. you know, teaching people because I think we're all so used to, you know, American football sure. and you know, I love sports. I'll go to any sporting event and, but I want to be educated on it and like mm. understand the game and understand mm. because you're way ahead of all of us. So how are you going to be involved uh, with I, I don't know what that looks like. You know, I, um, specifically Paint me a with soccer. Picture. Yeah. I think a perfect <laughs> picture would be, uh, you know, sideline help the sideline reporter, uh, you know, or, or maybe color commentary within the booth. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that feels good to me. You've definitely got the voice uh, for it. Yeah. You got the voice. Uh, I, That's I, for sure. Yeah. I, I would, I, I, I don't know why this raspy thing has followed me my whole life, but, uh, I, it's, well, it's kind of like Ren's voice. When I first met Ren, I was like, holy shit. Like your voice is just so, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's easy to listen to. It's strong and it's it's powerful. And I'm like kind of like I need to listen to this person. I mean, you guys, I do not ever get on Snapchat. And the fact that for somehow yeah, I don't even I know how we, even know how we connected. Snapchat. That's cool though. I know. I don't know how we connected at Ren, all. Do you know that I went to Ren High School? Ren High R E N N or W R E N? W R E N. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. But to answer your question, uh, what it looks like for me in a capacity is like an ambassadorial role. Like yeah. I, I, I'm not familiar with too many former MLS players that live here. Yeah. Um, so I would love what that what that looks like. I'm not sure. My first kind of injection was in the ICC celebrity game last year, mm -hmm. um, and that was cool to be a part of that. And so, what and, what exactly was that? Yeah, that was where they brought Panther players, Hornet players, mm -hmm. some entertainers. So like an intramural game. Yeah, like a little intramural game in the middle of Romare Bearden, um, <laughs> and you know Jonathan Stewart was on my team, and Trey right. Boston, and you know football players who know right. nothing about soccer but <laughs> just enjoy hitting people and playing in front of crowds, performing. Uh, so that was sort of my first opportunity to start to meet people within mm -hmm. the, the soccer community um, here. And uh, moving forward, I think, you know, helping in whatever capacity, but the ideal situation would be probably a little color commentary. Mm -hmm. um, I have my A license. So if I wanted to coach a professional team, I, mm -hmm. I got that over the off seasons because I thought nice. coaching soccer. Are you listening, Tepper? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought coaching soccer was going to be what I was going to do. My dad was a coach. Mm -hmm. um, You've I'm, coached, though. You've coached a bunch I of did. kids. Yeah, I know you coach I, a bunch of kids. Yeah, I coached, I coached when I finished. I, I started coaching in, uh, the academy levels here in the mm -hmm. Uh, academy development program here um, but just wasn't for me it was the same sort of life that soccer gave me I didn't have my weekends I was coaching at night and during the day when everybody else is work at work I'm like you know don't have as much going on as I would have liked and so that was where um, I began to really go inside and start to think about okay if I want to design my life if it's truly I have the ability to create whatever I want to create mm -hmm what am I going to create? What do I want my life to look like? Who has a life that I want to model? Mm -hmm. And then I started looking at, um, you know, online influence. I started looking at uh, people who had online business where they could reach uh, people using the internet. They could build businesses around doing that. And that just felt, that felt good. I, I like to follow my intuition. I like to follow my feeling and it felt really good. And this sort of inspirational person that you guys talk about is just who I always was in the, in, mm -hmm. right. in, in the locker room. Yeah. You know, I was never the guy that was going to score three goals and, you know, 
kill it with assists, but I was a guy that was gonna, you know, if we were down two one at halftime, mm-hmm. I was gonna slam shit against the locker, right. getting people's yeah. faces. And I was never a captain, but I was had the intangibles that would, you know, people respected what I had mm-hmm. to say in the locker room and the way that I, you know, the professionalism that I brought to the game. And I love being that person mm-hmm. and I don't ever want that to die. Yeah. So I had to figure out how was I going to yeah. give it a space. And so I created the the identity of creating space. Yeah. Uh, the, the goal behind that was, you know, in the game of sports in the game of soccer specifically, if you want to create an opportunity, you got to get away from your defender. Yep. So if you want to not, if you're not happy with the way your life looks currently, then mm-hmm. you have to move away from it and create an, you know, a void for something new to come in. And you have to have the courage to do that shit. Mm-hmm. And people allow fear to cripple them. Yeah. And they stay oh, yeah. in situations and relationships, jobs, mm-hmm. um, you know, lifestyles that they hate mm-hmm. because they're so afraid of taking a chance. Or they don't mm-hmm. have anybody to motivate them. I read, I read your post today. I think mm-hmm. you read it too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wanted to go like run outside and high five a stop sign. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, he gets it. Like Which I was just so <laughs> motivated. It's on Instagram. Um, yeah. I think the post said, uh, don't let you know, the six inches between your ears be the graveyard of your ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, So so the essence of it is, man, so many people think about things that they want to do, and that's all they do. Yeah. They think about it, um, and they're, they're never called to to do it because they're, they have these limiting beliefs that, yeah. that they're not capable of doing right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they're, that's sort of the beginning of my message. And now with the work that I do, I work online with coaches mm-hmm. uh, and personalities in the online space. And I teach them how to like move from just creating content to learning how to create a business around their content. Mm-hmm. Like, convert you said you work with online coaches correct yes or you so i work with like speakers Uh online personalities who are creating content Uh there's a lot of people with influence but they're rich in influence and poor monetarily Mm -hmm. okay because they don't understand business they understand how to create content Mm -hmm. Uh and so there has to be a coach just like someone who wants to play soccer right has to be someone who comes in who has gone through the road and understands yeah. what they've gone through. Listen, when I quit coaching and I started my podcast, I blew that shit up and didn't even know mm-hmm. how I did it, but it was because the girlfriend that I had in Vancouver mm-hmm. was a social media manager. Mm-hmm. She taught me about personal branding. She taught me about Twitter and Facebook before, like 09 mm-hmm. before anyone else was really looking at it as a viable business model. And so I started to learn the community in the online space, what works there. And then I went broke because I <laughs> wasn't an entrepreneur at that right. time. I, I was an athlete right. who was motivating. Right. And so I went from, oh, man, I think I went in, I had all this gall, all this gumption, man. I'm, I'm like, still got the <laughs> swag and the demeanor of a professional athlete, but completely ignorant to the reality of what could happen. And I'm like, I can, I can do this. If that guy can do it, I can right. do it. Right. So I jumped in, started you know, paying my rent and all my expenses with no income, thinking at some point I'll get some ads here and, you know, sell some sponsorships or advertisement space. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all this will turn around. And boy, I went from 16 up in savings to like Mm -hmm. six down in in credit card debt Mm -hmm. with 23% interest. Didn't even understand at that time what 23% interest really (laughs) meant over a long time. No one had had taught me those things. I didn't have those those life skills and, and, and that. Uh, area of life. So anyways, I had to, I took an internship with an internet marketer and, you know, started to learn how to begin to create, uh, you know, online uh, programs, 
uh, online, you know, consulting mm-hmm. uh, and things that people could purchase for the value that you were giving them. And that was two years ago and now I'm working, you know. That was three, I think that was three years ago because we met. Yeah, in 16, yeah. But it, you know, I, I think I lasted about 16 months until I was flat broke. Mm-hmm. And then I took that internship for about eight months, nine months and really learned the game, so to speak. Um, and, and now it's just so much fun taking all of the passion that I had for coaching, which once was in the form of soccer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now really coaching these you know, speakers who really have a good message mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and, and help them understand how to get in front of the right people, how to create products, products and services that people will wanna buy. And mm-hmm. really, man, it's, it's creating clarity around their message, because so many people wanna speak to everyone. Yeah. But the game online is really about understanding who your niche is, who you really mm-hmm. want to speak to, and mm-hmm. clearly speaking to that person. Absolutely. So you're coaching people basically just on their online, not like not speakers or coaches that are going out and speaking like publicly. Both, yeah, but, both, but, but absolutely, both. yeah. So, so Matt, here, here is a perfect scenario. So you're an uh, you're you're a fitness coach uh-huh. who maybe you have a brick and mortar uh, space, mm-hmm. but you you desire to take this fitness coach that you are out into the world and take your take your message out into the world. Well, a lot of fitness coaches will just talk about inspiration. They'll just speak to this whole idea of inspiration. They'll throw out your generic quotes like you see everyone else do. And it lands on deaf ears because everybody in, that, in the space mm-hmm. is doing that. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for you to be heard and seen. Or in stand a, out. Or stand yeah. out when your message is not what I like to call spicy. You have to understand what the pain points are of the person that you're speaking to. You gotta really speak to that person. And the key is starting to create learn from me content and not look at me content. Mm-hmm. So you have to begin mm-hmm. to create That's things. That's a good point. Right, you have to create things that will first stop someone from scrolling. Okay. Should I didn't bring my notebook today. <laughs> Yeah, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you got you I have a notebook with me at all times. So that's why, that's yeah, why no. I'm usually like writing notes down and shit. Right. <laughs> no, so, so I'm just super passionate about that because, yeah. um, I, you know, I, I, I hate to see these individuals who really do have a great message mm-hmm. to share with the world yeah. lose their luster for doing that because mm-hmm. they go broke and they give up. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there, now more than ever, the internet is giving a real reality mm-hmm. for people to make good money to sustain mm-hmm. themselves uh, and their lifestyles through creating online courses, creating content online. I mean, um, we could go on for days about this conversation, mm-hmm. but I, I'm really passionate about helping people mm-hmm. go out and, and create things that can inspire people and make money for the value that they give so they can keep doing it. So we just have more good people putting good energy in the world and uh, sharing and inspiring people. You're doing yeah. a lot of good stuff right now. It seems Thanks, to be man. working for you. You're Thanks. building quite a brand. Wow. And definitely want to go into that more because I'm curious myself. Sure. Let's talk that. about it. Um, we need to take a break here real quick, pay some bills. Sure. So we'll come back in a couple of minutes. Eat we'll a talk slice about of pizza. That. Eat a slice of pizza. Make a drink. <laughs> Make a drink. And we'll talk about your podcast as well. Love it. More with Wes Knight here in just a couple of minutes. It's a QC confessional podcast on RadioCharlotte.com. Be right back. I mean, did you ever look at a dollar bill, man? Y'all crazy, bitch. There's some spooky stuff going on on a dollar bill, man. 
Radio Charlotte. And it's green, too. QC Confessional Podcast is brought to you by Leverage Lending Group and our friend Angelo. Let's talk, let's talk some smack about our buddy Angelo Datsaris. Oh, my God. I missed my Friday facts this week. What? Yeah. I missed my Friday facts. He's doing a Tuesday thing now, too, isn't he? Uh, t- uh, Tuesday tips. Tuesday tips. He's getting yeah. fancy, Friday y'all. Friday He's Tuesday fancy. tips. Uh, Tuesday tips and, and Friday facts. I missed the last Friday facts. Tuesday tips makes me think of, like, steak tips. Like, <laughs> that's like, Wednesday at the strip club. <laughs> yeah, that's Tuesday tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, I just never know what I'm going to get with Angela. Oh, my God. Did y'all see the one he did the other day where he looks like he's dying? I thought he had kidney stones, but he was <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talking about that. This is the face you make when you close close two deals yes. or three deals in yes. a day, whatever. Where he's like, and he's like, oh, he's on a fucking boat. And he's like, okay. or it looks like he's on a boat. I guess he's on a boat. I don't know. He's probably on a boat. <laughs> I was like, does he have a kidney stone? What's going on? And, he's, and the guy's like, dude, this is a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if, if Angelo wasn't in the mortgage business, he should be. Uh, he should be. Well, actually, he should probably just take up being a, like a, a, a amateur comedian. Well, he I told could. you he does. They, yeah. they do that shit on uh, at Comedy Zone on certain nights. Or well, he's in that acting group here in Charlotte. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did yeah, say that. He does that. So he's, trust me, he's he's in it. He's, um... Yeah, man. He should uh, he should definitely check into to Amateur Night at, at we gotta Comedy talk him Zone. Into it. I saw Fruit Stripes the other day at the, uh, I was at the Circle K <laughs> and I started laughing about the conversation you guys had about Fruit Stripes. <laughs> no, you, th- you thought it was Fruit Stripes. <laughs> We're talking about Juicy Fruit. Story of my life. <laughs> Never know what anybody's talking about. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I, I th- the closer we get to looking at buying a new house, you know, I'm definitely using Angela. I think it's, oh, it's going to be a funny process yeah. at the same time too. <laughs> at least, at least it'll make it fun and interesting. <laughs> so, if anybody out there is looking to buy a house, refinance, whatever it is, give Angelo a call. It's all about just starting that conversation. Starting a conversation, man. He's that's an easy guy to talk is. to, and he's yeah. uh, he can give you information, and um, you can ask any question you want to to him. And follow him on follow him on his Instagram because you got to check out these Tuesday <laughs> yeah. Tuesday tips and Friday facts. It's it's CLT mortgage guy yep. is his uh, Instagram page. It's, a, <laughs> it's very fast and uh, painless and he just makes it happen and he's he's ready to wheel and deal, man. He's, yeah, man. He's 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 on it. So Brilliant yeah. guy. So yeah. that's Leverage Lending Group, Angelo Dadsaris. Lendwithleverage.com is the website and the phone number and my eyes aren't good enough to read that. <laughs> yeah. Here, I can Let's read. call him Stavros. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This is so small. Here, let me get you a flashlight. Hold on. I've got a magnifying glass on my phone. Do you really? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, so call him at 704-248. Wait, is that a three or nine? Oh, dear God. I can't tell. No, girl, that's an eight. It's an eight? Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, here, let me do it again. (laughs) Was that a magnifying glass? (laughs) Yeah, let's bring that out. His number is 704-248-8742. Hello, I'm Angelo Dutzeris, a.k.a. CLT Mortgage Guy, President CEO of Leverage Lending. We are Charlotte's premier five-star rated local mortgage company. We understand the mortgage process may be confusing. At Leverage Lending, we leverage our online digital platform with our combined experience of over 20 plus years to create a streamlined process to get you from application to closing with ease. If you're in the market to purchase a home, we can get you in with as little as 3% down. Contact one of our expert consultants today to discuss your home finance needs. At Leverage Lending, we make lending easy. Leverage Lending Group, lending made easy. Call 704-248-8742 or visit their website, lendwithleverage.com. Equal housing lender. NMLS license number 40030. If you could only see the way she loves me, then maybe you would understand. 
Hey, it's Emerson Hart from the band Tonic, and you are listening to the QC Confessional Podcast. When she says she loves me. Radio Charlotte. And we are back. QC Confessional Podcast on RadioCharlotte.com. We're talking MLS soccer. Big announcement here in the city of Charlotte. I think we've all been looking forward to, kind of excited about. And we're hanging out with our good buddy Wes Knight, former professional soccer player. I bet that was a lot of fun playing in a league. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was it was fun, and uh, and to see it come back to this or to come to Charlotte is going to be something mm-hmm. else, man. And we talked a little bit about that at the top of the show, mm-hmm. um, but I, I still get excited to to know what this is going to be in the next couple Cannot of years. Cannot wait. Yeah. And your location right here, man. You can know, basically dude. watch a game. Yeah. yeah from yeah. this spot. I can, from the balcony, I can see the, the scoreboard Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So the other day I was watching a Panthers game from my balcony. Really? The Do you ever watch their practice? There. Do you ever watch the Panthers practice? Oh, yeah. Practice? I go over there on occasion. Uh, the practices are closed, but if, you know, say I have a friend in town or something like that that uh, wants to go check it out, maybe get some autographs, I'll take them over there. So if you had to choose one player, would you choose Christian or Luke? Because you had those two jerseys here. Like, mm. Would you choose Christian or, or Luke? Uh, I don't know. They're both such different people, yet they're very similar in their work ethic. Luke just broke the all-time tackles record. He did. Yep. Didn't he did. Christian break a record on Christian Sunday broke a too? record, too. Yep. All-purpose yeah. yards in yeah. the season. He's mm-hmm. Man, he is just like... He's a machine. He's not human. He's a like, machine. Rod Smith was uh, was talking about how you know he, when he's uh, getting up early in the morning, going to yoga, driving by the stadium. You know, Luke Keekley's car is in the parking lot. You know, really? Before he even gets up, Luke is at the stadium before the sun Love comes that. up, watching film. Love that. You know, David Beckham sure. had that same at, at yeah. work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from what I hear, Christian's the same way, and Cam is the same way. One so thing I've seen of Christian and Christian, if you're listening to this, you, you know, you're the man. You fueled me in my fantasy <laughs> football league, and <laughs> yeah. I. Yes. Instead of trading you this year to go for a, a championship, I uh, in our keeper league I decided uh-huh. to wash this season and keep you for next year. There you go, absolutely. <laughs> Love you, Christian. Yeah. But I did see you coming down Moorhead, just passing Doghouse on an electric skateboard, no helmet. Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea, my man. One wreck. I just broke my collarbone on a leisurely ride with my parents on a bicycle. And that happened so quickly. Right. I would not like to see you go down. You have to a, tell that story because I remember following. So I've obviously been following you for about three years. And I saw that story. And, you know, you have this hashtag called keep going. And yeah. you preach it. You preach it. And you preach it. And yeah. I I could feel, like, the pain in your post about, like, you were so upset with yourself because it, it was like a fluke accident right, right? and i yeah. mean you just flew off the handlebars i've been riding bikes since i was little my dad was a cyclist i used to watch mm-hmm. him go ra- race in like 30 mile crit road ra- races my dad's a machine mm-hmm. and uh and i'm so comfortable i'm as comfortable as on a bike as i am walking and i'm at home with my now fiance and the way that our family connects is through movement so we're out on the bike riding leisurely through greenville south carolina and i've ridden crazy courses before mountain bike races and so on and i'm just standing up on my bike you know pedaling from side to side off the saddle climbing a hill and the pedal uh or i guess the chain caught against the frame of the bike and the pedal immediately stopped well i was putting all my force into it and i guess i was in between pulling up and pushing down Mm. and the front wheel came up and my you know my all my balance was going over and the next thing i know man i was 
straight into the concrete on my shoulder mm. and I roll over and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm okay. Like, ah, mm. I thought that was going to hurt. I'm mm. actually fine. And I go to put my hand down on the concrete yeah. to push up and I had had such a break. If you're, if you can imagine this, if you're listening right now, and if you take your two feet, your two hands and you create line with it right where your middle finger touches your middle finger now imagine your right middle finger goes below oh and and uh and and the top of your hand is now underneath the bottom of your other hand that was my collarbone i hope you have a good sound effect for that yeah yeah and it was and there was a there was an audible noise and crunching sound anytime that i moved it was it was awful guys it was yeah guys it was awful and i and this was the only position i had to have my arm strapped in a chicken wing type position Mm -hmm. against my shoulder or against my body because if my shoulder moved at all it was awfully it was awfully painful so i slept for two nights Mm -hmm. Like this, mm-hmm. straight up. As a, you know, when the hell was this? This was like three months ago. Three months ago, three months ago? So I got yeah. this gnarly little nine-inch oh, scar I have shit. here. So it's a it's a big boy, but you know, back to back to Christian man. That was it was awful. I, you know, I've got a plate and six screws. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, you really did. You broke the shit big time. It, only twenty percent of of collarbone breaks actually require surgery. Mm-hmm. So most people, you know, they get a sling and their mm-hmm. bone heals, fuses yeah. back, and they're good to go. Uh, but what was crazy is that same day was a Sunday. That same day, Nick Foles broke his collarbone. Oh, oh wow! Uh, yeah. It was his name in in Kansas City, the speedy wide receiver Tyreek Tyreek Tyre Hill yeah. broke his. Yeah. So a weird All day the for same collarbones. Day? Yeah, it was a weird day for collarbones. Oh, wow. It was weird. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I've seen Christian riding on a skateboard, and man, I <laughs> I hope he just doesn't make. He's got it. Be yeah, careful, he's Christian. He's got it made right now. Just play, play safe. Play safe. <laughs> so you've got a podcast uh, that you do as well called uh, Creating Space. Yeah, I was listening to, uh, I guess, the latest episode, The Evolution of Social Media. What's your, what made you want to do the podcast? Good question. Um, we talked a little bit about this earlier in the top of the show, mm-hmm. just having an essence inside of me that I didn't want to let die. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and I really, this is a theory of mine. I, I really do believe it's, a, it's, you know, rest in peace. It's a junior say theory, but mm-hmm. like, I really do believe that athletes forcing that uh, the warrior side of themselves, that really inspirational voice inside of their head or version of themselves that is this that they've the character the superhero that they've lived in for so long when they try to steer away from it mm-hmm. and and uh and put it away so mm-hmm. to speak or kill it so mm-hmm. to speak turn it off it, it can become toxic yeah, and i can. think that's yeah. i think that energy is true for any human i mm-hmm. think authentic authenticity is is uh, when we can get in alignment and we can live in that authentic space i think that's where we can become our not to, you know, be corny with the truest selves, but our, our like healthiest version. We make really good decisions, really responsible decisions. Mm-hmm. And those things sort of permeate into other people. So I, I kind of looked at my life. I was a young kid. I had already been through mental illness. I, I'd been suicidal for a while because mm-hmm. I lost my identity through a big injury in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had already asked myself some really big questions at a really young age. And I, I, I knew that I wasn't super multi-talented and school wasn't designed for me traditionally. I just don't do well in those situations. Um, and I, I really analyzed and journaled and thought a little bit about what I wanted to do. And I knew that that guy in the locker room 
could do something. I knew what happened when I looked people in, a, in their face and, and, and spoke. Um, and I also knew that whatever came out of me wasn't necessarily of my own design. It was just kind of channeling. It was like coming from a place that I, it's so hard to explain. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I decided I don't know how to get speaking engagements, <laughs> but there's this thing called podcasts mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, let me see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so I started it, used what I knew with social media to try to bring some attention to it. And here we are today mm -hmm. working with other cool people that are doing other, other cool yeah. things. Yeah. Where can people listen to it? Spotify, Apple, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, just search creating space. Right. Um, you, it'll, you'll find it on Spotify. But on you, Apple. didn't you start all of that on, you started all of that on Snapchat, didn't you? Before you did the podcast. Cause I remember yeah. somehow stumbling across you and then you were like, I'm going to do this. And, and what I want to know is you talk about locker room West. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to me, you know, that being that superhero mentality, like yeah. I think you're like that all the time from what I know of you. Wow. So what's the big difference between locker room West and the West that's here right now? I mean, I feel like you always have that mentality and yeah. every, every time you post and every time you speak, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if it, I, I don't think it's a front. I think you really no. truly are like that. 100%. But I mean, it's mm -hmm. like you have your, your down days and things yeah, like that. Well, there's a grounded, there's a grounded energy that you have to carry with you. You can't be that type of person all of the time, right? It's, it's like an athlete when he's in the locker room getting ready or when he's on commute to the locker room uh, and then what happens when he crosses that white line, mm -hmm. right? Where he puts the war paint on. Um, what happened with Snapchat was a test or she, sorry, or she. sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> they. And for those that don't associate with pronouns, they, <laughs> or, they them, or them, right? Uh, Here we go. So, so Snapchat was like a test. But you, you. What would happen if I just opened up that same feeling and, and and spoke what was on my mind on snap like what would happen and so i one day i just had this book it, the book was called pivot from adam Markle. i bought that book because of you yeah. and that book sits on my nightstand did and you i've read, read that book did five you, times it's yes. amazing it's an amazing it? book it's yes. what's it called pivot pivot, pivot. Yeah, Adam Markle, he was on my podcast. Uh, it was one of the most exciting podcasts I'd ever had because he really ignited the the truth. He opened up the matrix, so to speak, mm. to help me understand that I don't have to go this way if I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at any point, I can, I can pivot. I can create a partial pivot, uh -huh. and I can build a secondary bridge before I wreck this bridge, um, or I could just wreck this bridge and then build the, 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 the next bridge along the way. But... Um, so I read the book and I was completely inspired by it and I just wanted to share what I was learning. Mm -hmm. And so I pulled up Snapchat one day and I just went nuts. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, on this page, it talks about this. And I, I went, I went and bought the book. Yeah. Literally. I think yeah. you were on Lake Norman and yeah. you were in like a, you were in a kayak Pod paddleboard, yep, paddleboard right. or something. And yep. he was talking about it. And like you say, I don't follow a lot of people or I don't really interact that much on Snapchat. And for some reason, I was like, I got to go get this book. Yeah, and I think wild. I had just read the book that Rod Smith had recommended mm -hmm. to me. The, uh, God, what is it called? The three, I can't remember what it's called. It's like. Uh, Probably Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. No, it's, it's like the three, um, I can't think of what it's called. But anyway, I, I literally got on Amazon that day and I'm like, I'm getting yeah. this book. Because mm -hmm. I was in like a, a dark space, you know, not really a dark space, but just, you know, unmotivated, like mm -hmm. not feeling productive. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. And. Obviously, I know what to pivot meant. Period. And yeah, and I was like, I, I've got to get out of this rut. And the only way that I'm going to get out of this rut is if I do something completely drastic. And I'm like, I'm going to read a book. I can't even tell you the last time I've read a book. 
and I went and got the book. Yeah. And uh, it's The Four Agreements, what oh, Rod okay. made me get. Yeah. yeah. Great book. Yeah. Rod, uh, he's, he's dropped a lot of knowledge Don on Don Miguel me. Ruiz. He also, mm. he also wrote um, The Four Agreements. He has one more book that's, that's unbelievable. I can't yeah. quote it right now, but I, we'll be able to in a second. But Adam Markle has this idea. The idea is called Be, Do, Have, and it's phenomenal. Um, anytime you can break something that's very broad down into something that's very simple, you're onto something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, alliterations are powerful. So anyways, be, do, have. In order for you to be the person that you want to be, you must do the things that that person would do and you'll have the life that mm-hmm. they have. Right. And it, it it blew my mind into particles. Mm-hmm. It was like, whoa, <laughs> he's right. Something yeah. so simple. And if I want to be a soccer coach, then I just keep doing this. Mm-hmm. But... I can actually do something else and I can go learn through YouTube or other vehicles for how to show up every day like the person who has the life that I want. Mm-hmm. So then the goal was like, all right, let me go figure out who has that life. <laughs> and the first person was Lewis Howes. I uh, landed on Lewis, started watching Lewis, and I believe heavily in manifestation. Mm-hmm. So I Absolutely. am I'm big, yeah. big believer in your yeah. ability to create reality. Very real Because I, I am a byproduct of that. Yep. No reason a kid from Easley, South Carolina should have ever tackled David Beckham. Right. Just shouldn't happen. <laughs> All odds are against it. But my ability, mm-hmm. and it's partly because of my ignorance, my ability to keep ridiculous focus on one thing, um, is the reason that I was able to get there. So I knew that if I could have something at the end of the road that I could attach my mind to, that I could just work the same process, mm-hmm. just figure out what I need to do acro- along the, the steps in the pathway and the journey to, to create whatever it is that I, that I wanted to do. So I needed to find the thing. It's like Google Maps. You need a, you know, a point. Drop a pin. Drop a pin. <laughs> so I found Lewis Howes. Yeah. What's Lewis Howes doing? Oh, well, he's a professional athlete who had an injury and, you know, was on his sister's couch and used LinkedIn to start to learn social media and then pivoted LinkedIn into a podcast. And right. then from the podcast, here he is now. And I went back and I listened to his very first episode. And the audio quality was so human. (laughs) It was human because he feels inhuman in the podcast space. He's got one of the world's biggest podcasts. Mm -hmm. And he gets on Kobe Bryant and Tony Robbins and anybody Mm -hmm. he wants. They come to his apartment. Mm -hmm. Cool. He can do it. Why can't I? That's right. So I'm in my Lake Norman. Oh my God, I love that. That just like <laughs> yeah. makes the hair on the back of my neck Why stand not up. though? But, but yeah. here's the thing. And it's a weakness and a strength. Is that I will act before I actually think things through. Mm-hmm. And at some points that's really burned me. In other points, it's been an unbelievable thing because mm-hmm. I will now as a coach, I witness so many people who get paralysis by analysis in their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it holds you accountable. Yeah. Correct. So I worked that pathway for a bit. I started to build a podcast. I was watching him. I was modeling everything he was doing. He built a website. Guess who my website designer was looking and I was creating that website looks similar. He was creating posts. Guess what my posts look like? And that's natural when you begin anything. You have to find a model, Mm -hmm. a a Rafiki like the Lion King that's going to kind of guide you and give you a, 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 you know, a direction. And then the money situation came into play where I didn't know how to monetize. And so I had to figure that out. And then the real reality of starting to learn how to monetize and then recognizing there were also ways of building businesses that could bring in and generate revenue, but also you become chained to this 
business, this type of this type of business where you're behind a computer all day and you're not actually out in the world. And, you know, there's a whole process to building business online that people don't really know about. So but anyways, the the podcast was a great place for me to begin sharing. And what's beautiful about the podcast space, which you guys will learn, is that's where you build super fans. Yeah. True. Well, not super that's fans. super like, fans. And that. borderline stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? People that will listen to you for an hour or an hour and a half. Yeah. That's intimate, man. It is. That's intimate. Yeah. And, and, and you have to treat that with respect because... Mm-hmm. With great power become, comes yeah. great responsibility, yeah. right? So, like, what do you do when you build a platform where you'll have someone in the Charlotte area that mm-hmm. will listen to you for so long? Um, and so then it's recognizing, hey, man, what am I going to do with this thing that mm-hmm. I've got now? And who's going to come on? And, wh- you know, what ideals do I want to teach? Yeah. And what do I want to represent, right? Questions that we should be asking every single day about how we show up in the world. And so... Um, the podcast has been an, a, a unique journey. Mm-hmm. Very excited to announce that in January, mm-hmm. I have a partnership with Wheelhouse Media. Nice. The, the guys there, Mike and, yeah. and Adam and, and John, believe in the mission. That's awesome. Uh, and so we're going to take it from uh, an experience inside of my apartment mm-hmm. with Zoom. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to you know create a, a runway to run it, a three-camera shoot, fully produced model that we'll get, into, cool. get onto YouTube. And we'll see what happens. So this is going to be like the real um, world with Wes Knight? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be, the real world would be really cool, which is funny. I, did you audition for that? <laughs> I did not. I did not. I think I would have loved to have done that. I would have loved to have been on the real world. Every guy that was my this age This is it. Time, You're on the real that. world. This is it. But yeah. It's hard though when you go seven days a week and you're working you know i know you put in 14 hour days sometimes even that's a light day uh, yeah i know (laughs) um but it's 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 hard but it's i I just remember being like it's not going to always be like this Mm -hmm. you know so it's like it's hard and uh but it's like you got to take advantage of it right now i mean you know doing a podcast i mean Mm -hmm. you've been you've so much more that goes behind the scenes grabbing guests and facilitating the interviews and all of that editing Mm-hmm. What do you do when you bring a guest in and it's just, have you had the experience yet in your 15 episodes when you bring a guest in, it's just wickedly tough to bring anything out of them Not where really. they weren't exactly Not the really. interview Everybody's that you were expecting. Everybody's been really but excited. I've, I've had that before. I know yeah. what you mean by that. Um, how do you manage? How, do, how have you managed? We give that? them more Dixie vodka. <laughs> <laughs> have, have another. another <laughs> have another cocktail. Let's do a shot. Well, well, we haven't really had one like that though. We haven't had one that's been hard to, mm-hmm. to we've yeah. had different, different vibes for sure. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, depending on the subject, depending on the person. But we yeah. haven't had one where we're like, I feel like I'm pulling and pulling. Like yeah, they're, yeah. Ex- they're excited to be like, here. We you know. know them on a personal level. Mm-hmm. and it's, Some people it's just, clam up when they get in this situation. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Some. yeah. Uh, it's when you, um, I like to do a lot of show prep and research on sure. the guests that come in or kind of talk to them beforehand, uh, the, an whether, you know, in radio. Mm-hmm. And finding out some, some details and just through... Um, being someone that can kind of read people very well, yep. I'm able to find certain things and certain ways to talk to them to help bring that out. If I know there's something they're passionate about, I'll start talking more about that. And when cool. you get somebody talking about something they're passionate about, they Amen. won't shut up, man. Amen. They will open up and go and go and go Amen. and go. So, so Wes, what's next for you? What's next for me? Yeah. That's a great, great question. Uh, 2020 looks like live events now. 
Yeah. I uh, got a retreat that we're running in March. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Um, nice. Where's that? Creating Space Kiowa. We're going to Kiowa Island. You were talking about that on the podcast. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Really Very excited. Cool. Yeah. Really excited to. Kiowa's not a bad place. Not at That'll all. That'll be nice. Not at all. It's a really cool resort island. Um, and interesting, like on VRBO, it's really inexpensive hmm. relatively from what you would think to to you know rent out a home and so we're gonna have bring 12 to 14 individuals down to to kiowa we're gonna do four days of a business infused wellness retreat you know waking up yoga exercising in the morning mm -hmm. organic breakfast uh you know live in chef we're, we're gonna talk wellness mindset we're gonna talk business speaking uh, online business technique it's just it's going to be in my world uh, where do i sign up yeah it would be awesome to <laughs> I'm have not you there kidding. No, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious uh, yeah i like, would love to have you there before it's Hold thursday on. to sunday i, don't, I yeah. usually have pen to paper notes i'm <laughs> funny about the phone right yeah i've been taking no, notes on this one so no. what when is this so so it's called creating space kiowa it's march 5th through the 8th it's the first weekend in march um last year in march in in kiowa in march it was 75 degrees oh, can we please so, have brandon go and mike yeah. and I'm serious. During like, yoga. Oh, I can't do that shit. <laughs> you want to hear someone die? <laughs> you want to hear some heavy breathing technique? Yeah. That's not on purpose. <laughs> um, yeah. So where do you say, where'd you say you signed up at? Yeah. So you and I will have a, a conversation, but the, okay. there's a, there's a text code and okay. you know, it'd be a little cheesy, you know, self-promotion here. But if you text CS retreat, CS for creating space, retreat, one word, to 31996. Um, you'll be entered into the application process. It's really pretty simple. Um, CS retreat to 31996. Um, and there's, you know, right now, 12 to 14 spots available. And uh, we really want the individual who is ready to A, get to the next level in their life and need some strategies for resetting their mindset or, you know, business strategies to get back home and, and, and take their business to the next level or an individual who's looking to really pivot uh, and get out of a space that they're in and they need some ideas and a good community around them to, to recharge for, for the next round. Um, so it's March, what March five through, eight. five through eight. Yeah. Thursday through Sunday. Um, and that'll be a lot of fun. That's, that's March. When do you, so for the business portion, like how do you teach like the business, uh, I guess to, to apply it to whatever business they have, or is it just kind of a generalization so, or? That's a great question. So every, that's why there's an application process. So, oh, I got so you. we okay. have, uh, you know, each individual has to go through an application process. They have a conversation with our team. What's important to you? What is your business currently? What goals are you trying to reach in 2020 and beyond? What are you trying to let go of? And once we can get a really good feel exactly for where everyone for the business stuff, then we'll get in and, and create the programming for that. But the foundational stuff for mindset, we're going to have uh, a coach that teaches nutrition. We're going to get you really dialed in into uh, a good way to start your morning with uh, you know, foods that you can eat in the morning that are good for cognition so that you're not, you know, you're dialed in early, you're eating things that are increasing your cognition. You know, there's this thing called the circadian rhythm, right? So your circadian rhythm is the amount of energy that you have as you go through the day, it's higher in the, in the morning and lower at the, in the night, right. As you know, rising and falling. So you're trying to maximize 
the amount of energy and bandwidth that you have in the morning. Here are some foods that can help you get there. Those instantly are worth the investment, right? Being able to get in and have, I don't know if you guys are creatures of habit, but infusing something into your routine, massively important. So we'll, we'll have fitness, we'll have nutrition, we'll have mindset and performance, um, where, you know, clarity and focus type stuff. So what, what matters, what doesn't, how do I cut out what's, you know, not serving me any longer, taking meetings that don't matter, saying yes to too many things. How do I, you know, incrementally cut out shit, right? Let me cut the fat. Simplify. And simplify. Yeah. Uh, great book, Gary Keller, The One Thing, right? How do I focus, how do I make the one thing the one thing? Mm-hmm. And then uh, then we'll, we'll talk business strategies. You know, if you have an online brand, how do you grow? How do you get heard? How do you get seen? How do you... Uh, how do you learn how to date your customers so that you're not the guy that's selling someone something the immediate moment that they come on right. to, into your universe, right? We'll yeah. talk content sales There's and marketing strategies. There's a lot of those, you know, used car salesman tactics on <clears throat> online. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll teach sort of those progressive strategies that work in the, the 2020 world of social media. Mm-hmm. And that was my last reference in the podcast that you heard, sort yeah. of the evolution yeah. of social media. We're yeah. moving from social media 1.0 when it was look at me content to this 2.0 era where it's less polished and much more value driven where mm-hmm. people are given giving it to you real um, and authentic authenticity really matters uh, so so yeah that's what we'll teach there and, and Michael oh, fuck I'm, I'm in I'd love to have you there <laughs> real talk, Brandon. No, I'd love right. to, more people like yourself who uh, love love motivation mm-hmm. and uh, really want to get to something new so next level um, and, and go bigger, mm-hmm. you know, go bigger. That's, that's what I want to attract. And, yeah. and we'll have that type of group there. Like we will hand select people so that it will be the right community there. Cool. So that's excited awesome. about that. Cool. Wes, thanks so much, man. For coming this has on. been a blast. And yeah, uh, let me tell you, I believe in this. Yeah. So cool. in any way I can help, yeah. whatever that looks like from sharing content, mm-hmm. coming back on, mm-hmm. helping utilize guests, mm-hmm. uh, let me know because this experience is uh, like, this is a proper, <laughs> proper experience. That, so thank you for having thank me you. on guys. Yeah. We're excited. So yeah, yeah. Def- definitely thoroughly enjoyed this one. Yeah. This is the experience. You guys have it right. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Knight. Sure. Yeah. That was awesome. You guys appreciate you having me on. That wraps it up for the QC confessional podcast this week. Thanks again to Leverage Lending Group for Jenna Gribble. I'm out. And Brandon Hinson. I'm amazed. (laughs) I'm Brent. You guys have a great night. There's a force in the universe that makes things happen. All you have to do is get in touch with it. Radio Charlotte.